welcome to the Beard Brothers Catholic Podcast. My name is Josh, aka at one smallest vi- vi- at one smallest violin on Twitter. And my name is Jose. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Jval. And today uh, we have still have our official and unofficial sponsor. Our official sponsor is Rosaries R Us. Please, Josh, tell us about Rosaries R Us. Rosaries R Us is yours truly, as in myself. My Etsy shop, uh, where you can find all of your paracord rosary needs. Paracord is that material that survival bracelets are made out of. You can get rosaries at discounted costs. If you want a promo code, you know, just tweet at the Catholic Beard Bros official Twitter, which is at Catholic Beard, and I'll be sure to create a special coupon just for you. We have rosaries, those little single decade rosaries you can hang from the, your rearview mirror of your car, as well as keychains at, oh, did I mention they were discounted prices? So, that's our official sponsor. Our, our unofficial sponsor, do you want our, to talk about that? Of course I do. Our unofficial sponsor is the uh, uh, Catholic Beard Bomb, Barbados Catholic Beard Bomb. We still are trying to get uh, um, negotiations running with them. But they're still our unofficial sponsor because I absolutely love their products. Um, I can talk about them all day. They have uh, all these awesome scents for beard balm if you're a bearded man. And personally, I actually use them for adoration and mass just to get me in, in the whole prayerful state. I mean, what's more? What 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 can focus you more? Well, actually, a lot of things can focus you more than this. But there's nothing like your <laughs> beard smelling like incense. While you are adoring uh, the the Blessed Sacrament, I personally love it. If you're a bearded man and you have some money to spare, go over to the um, Catholic Beard Balm website, and I'll link it in the description. And uh, try try for yourself. I personally like the um, Holy Smokes and Chrism scents. So yes, please check them out and give them a follow on Twitter. So happy Lent. We start at Lent. Yes, and I would actually like to acknowledge that our good old friend AM, at AMDG, Hardy Hart, uh, good old Ryan, is not with us. We think he's going to be more an in-and-out type co-host. Uh, doesn't sound like he's going to be able to commit to every single episode. So, Ryan is missed. However, occasionally, like last week and the week before, uh, like last week, we may have, yeah, last week and the week before, we may have a special guest who may or may not be high on codeine at the time. Don't worry, it was legal. Legal disclaimer, it was legal. He's an almost lawyer, you can trust him. <laughs> he was in a car accident, but he's okay, mostly. Mm-hmm. He's still a little crazy in the head, but he's all good. Um, so we want to, there's been an update in my vocation story. If you want to hear all about that, you can visit, our very first episode, I believe, mm-hmm. it was a call within a call. I talked about my Sikh experience, how I found out ca- how that Catholic match was the reason I don't have a vocation of the priesthood. Again, funny story. Check it out. A call within a call. It should be available on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, wherever your favorite podcast is, inc- and uh, our Patreon page. So if you want to visit our Patreon page and maybe make a donation, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, but everything is available on Patreon. So a, a little update to it is about a month ago when I really started going to daily mass, I was approached by my parish priest and he said, or he invited me to dinner with the bishop or one of our bishops in Phoenix. He said, now there may be a small talk, but you know, it's dinner with the bishop. 
and it'll it'll be fun. You may it'll probably be a talk on vocations, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I'm getting dinner with the bishop, like that's awesome. So I keep uh, I had a family emergency where I wasn't able to be near my phone and answer and return every single phone call, but I kept getting uh, this priest kept calling me saying, hey. Uh, I want to see if you're still going, you know, call me back. This is when we're going to meet. And I was able to call him back the day of, and there was supposed to be four of us going with father. And as it turns out, I called him the day of and said, I'm actually flying back into Phoenix today. I won't be able to ride down with you, but if you tell me when and where I can meet you there and we'll go have dinner with the Bishop. Well, he calls me back. Well, many hours later, probably like six or seven hours later, uh, the dinner was probably about to start if it hadn't already. And he calls me back saying, sorry, but the other three guys backed out. So, and I didn't hear from you. So I just canceled it all together. So I'm like, really? I'm going, I'm trying to go to another vocation stock and the door is being slammed shut. Uh So, I mean, I think that's kind of interesting. It's just kind of like reaffirming what um, I felt at Seek that, you know, whatever I'm called to, I know it's not the religious life. And that's good. It's always wonderful when God is super clear like that. Uh, in fact, uh, I wish God was that clear, but sometimes all it takes is <laughs> ask. Ask and you shall receive. And I don't know, just ask God for that one sign and you make it a door slammed on your face and you'll say, thank you, God. I mean, I was kind of hurt because, I mean, I was getting dinner with the bishop, but... You know, at the same time, I kind of have to put my pride aside, be like, you know what? It's just another person. I've already met him several times. (laughs) It's all right. Everybody hurts. Diocese of Phoenix has two bishops. I actually, the, (laughs) it's a funny story. My freshman year of college, uh, I was chaperoning a retreat. It was the multi-parish retreat um, for the Diocese of Phoenix. And our main bishop of the diocese is the one that celebrates mass Sunday night. And then you go to dinner, you, you get a Q and a, well, I was supposed to be sitting my, okay. So my parish priest, the pastor has a good relationship with the bishop. And this isn't the same priest that invited me to dinner with, with our auxiliary, but our pastor has a good relationship with him. And I was going to have dinner sitting next to my pastor, the youth minister I work with, and sitting right next to our bishop, like the one sitting in the uh, cathedra, and which is a fancy word for chair. <laughs> it's just a fancy chair. And listen to our previous episode about the chair of St. Peter for more about that. Watch um, your ears. Just watch your ears. Just warning you. <laughs> yes, there is a little bit of profanity. Not much. Don't worry. It's still PG, mostly. Uh, <laughs> So, a little bit of disclaimer there. So, I was supposed to be sitting right next to the bishop at dinner, and as it turns out, there were eight seats, but we had nine people. So, I offered my seat to the youth minister and said, you know what, you sit next to the bishop. So, I mean, I've met both of our bishops before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, they're just people. I mean, Bishop Olmstead, our bishop, our auxiliary bishop, Navarez, auxiliary bishop, um, Lagonegro for the Archdiocese of New York. You know, they're just people. Yeah, I've uh, retired. Bishop Emeritus, Dibe, Diocese of Memphis, 
Bishop um, Baker, Diocese of Birmingham, Alabama. You know, I've met a lot of bishops. They're just regular people. No, if it was Jesus, <laughs> elbows will be thrown. Get away. I want to sit next to Jesus. I might have a little bit more pride there. I'd be like Zacchaeus climbing in a tree, be like, Jesus, Jesus, see me, see me. I love you. And then I fall out of the tree and I'll probably die on the spot. And, but, G- and Jesus would probably be like, yeah, I knew that would happen. <laughs> I could just imagine Jesus shaking his head be like, idiots. <laughs> so, yes, uh, that's a wonderful update on the vocation story. Uh, really, if, if you are still discerning, your vocation either to the priesthood, to the married life, or to the single life, because that is a legitimate vocation. Pray a lot. Pray a lot, trust a lot, and uh, know that things will play out the way God wants them to play out. And sometimes a door will be shut on your face, but you know what know what they say. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So uh, you're going to look uh, back on it, and you're going to think, you know what, I'm glad that happened, because if that didn't happen, then all these other events won't happen. So just have a lot of trust. Especially since now we're in a time we're in Lent. Lent is a time when we fast, and we have fasting and abstinence. We give up something that, hopefully, in giving up that, we grow closer to God. This is also the time when we are the most vulnerable. Remember when Jesus was tempted? He was tempted in the desert, while he was fasting for forty days. What they do to the master, they will do to the servants. So this is a this is a time when yes, we are growing spiritually, but the devil's gonna be constantly at work. He's gonna be constantly trying to get us down, trying to make us eat meat on Fridays, trying to make us cave into our cravings. But like Jesus, we just gotta say, No. Man cannot eat on bread alone. Well guess what? Man cannot eat on pizza alone. So if you give a pizza, just tell the devil, no, I ain't gonna eat that pizza. I'm going to eat something healthy. Someone should quote that man can't live on bread alone, but man can't also live on pizza alone. True. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I was wondering, what are you doing for your Lenten fast? I am giving up all unhealthy food. So I will not have a, a single – I will not eat at any fast food restaurants. I'll eat home-cooked meals, healthy meals. No alcohol whatsoever during Lent. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, it's it's for it, it's for my health and and because I I'm half Italian, so I eat a lot. <laughs> and Italians tend to idolize food. Uh, we like to eat and we like to eat good and we like to eat a lot. So uh, giving up that is pretty much giving up part of my culture. But at the same time, it helps me take the focus away from the food and realize that, no, you know what? Man does not eat on bread alone. Man does not eat on pasta and pizza alone. Uh, we, it, it, it will help me focus back on Christ, on the true living bread. And what about you? What are you giving up? Well, good for you because I, I would not have that much strength. I was originally going to try to do several things, and then I realized I'm only human. Um, I was going to try to do, like, all soda and energy drinks and alcohol, and I'm like, you know what? I just came from a fundraiser for our youth ministry, and everyone that volunteered got 
you know, free dinner, drinks, blah, 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 blah. Well, we were also serving margaritas for those that were of age. Ooh. And I'm like, seriously, <laughs> it is the first Friday after Ash Wednesday, and you're going to bribe me with free um, free margaritas? Like, okay, I'm giving up soda and energy drinks because I can drink three, four, five cans of soda a day. Uh, like, that's what keeps yeah. me going. Since I started going to Daily Mass, getting four hours of sleep each night, that's what keeps me going. And since Ash Wednesday, I have fallen asleep in at least one class every single day because I did not have the caffeine in my system. Hey, you didn't give up coffee. But, yeah, I'm not much of a huge coffee drinker. Like, I don't have time to make, make coffee in the morning. Yeah. So, I mean... Uh, it, this is gonna be a rough forty-six days. But hey, we can make it as long as as long as it helps us growing closer to God. Because I I I did see a Twitter post saying if you are giving up food, uh, some sort of food for Lent, but you're not you're not tying that with prayer, then you're just dieting. Right. The cravings you, you have to replace the cravings and and falling to the temptation of food with prayer and that's what i've been doing and man ash wednesday was tough because we also had we we could only eat one full meal and two smaller meals no snacks in between oh that was rough yeah that was that was terrible i'm not looking forward to good friday but i mean hey without good friday there is no easter sunday that's right and i'm after uh ash wednesday there is thursday the day we every single Catholic just goes and, and <laughs> devours food from their from their fridge that they couldn't eat because the next day they still can't eat meat, <laughs> which is today. Well, well, but you can at midnight. So I know it's eleven thirty two your time. So yeah. you only have twenty eight more minutes. I have two and a half hours. You're right, twenty eight more minutes, and then I can just go to the fridge and and grab a ham or something. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, and I actually know some Catholics who do that. They just stay up on Friday. All right, it's almost it's almost almost off. Boom, twelve. All right, let's go to the fridge. Straight up to the fridge. Yeah, I was actually talking to a priest that told me about that because they're like, "Do you wait till when you wake up, or is it at midnight, or is it sundown to sundown, like how the Jewish people celebrate it?" And he's like, "Just do it at midnight." Like, <laughs> it's okay, like, it's like uh. Fat Catholic uh, New Year's. Basically, like <laughs> I've been, I haven't been craving a burger all week, but today I've been craving a burger. Like my body knows it's Friday. Yeah, but that's the devil tempting us. You know, we we are at our weakest when we try to give up something that it's tough for us to give up, and you know that's 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 exactly where where the devil wants us, and that's why prayer is so important. I cannot stress the importance of the St. Michael prayer. The St. Michael oh, prayer gets me through so many temptations. And it's it's amazing. I love it. Definitely, definitely. So, uh, we, we talked about Ash Wednesday. And there's a trend going on in Ash Wednesday. And it's the hashtag, hashtag. Now, there are mixed feelings about this. There are different people feel different ways about them. And I know different priests say different things things about hashtag hashtag and clearly we don't have canon law on 
hashtag hashtag and uh, we're not going to find hashtag hashtag in the catechism and, and see the catholic church's stance on it but we want to present to you both sides of of the arguments um because there are there are convincing arguments to both sides as to why the hashtag hashtag selfies are not appropriate and why they are actually more helpful than anything so uh think josh if you want to start with uh the pros to the hashtag hashtag so pros so i mentioned that i go to daily mass at 7 a.m um i'm about as prideful about that as ted is about graduating college at 20 um let's please refer to our last episode when ted was high legally so i go to 7 a.m daily mass and i received ashes on my forehead and then I went to my 9 o'clock class, my 10 o'clock class, my 11 o'clock class, my 1 o'clock class, and my ashes were still in very good condition by the time I washed them off that night at, like, midnight. Um, I wore them all day, and because I see it a few different ways, uh, I'm, you'll explain the other way, but, you know, it's really an outward sign of our faith. You know, the ashes mean... We're dust. You may have heard two different things. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's what I heard. Or you may hear, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. And I mean absolutely no offense by this, but you are literally nothing. You were created from nothing, and when you die, you will return to absolutely nothing. It, almost like you didn't exist. But obviously we know that you're going to live on in the hearts of your loved ones. But you came from nothing. You lived a life. And you're going to go back to nothing. So it the ashes are a, an outward sign of our faith saying, you know what? I'm a sinner. but And I'm going to completely quote Father Mike Schmitz on this. The ashes mean I'm a sinner. The cross means I have a savior. So the ash means I'm nothing. I screw up. I owe nothing but my sin. But the cross shape on my forehead says, you know what? I screw up. But that's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to screw up my entire life. I'm going to continue to screw up. But it's going to be okay. So I see it as, you know, it's an outward sign of your faith. You should not be ashamed of it. You know, uh, I think it's Romans 116. It's like, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Um, you know, I'm not ashamed. So I want people to ask me about it. I want them to say, hey, you've got dirt on your forehead. <laughs> As it turns out, my ashes look like the shape of Texas. Um, no, Ted, don't get a big head. That's, it's not about you. Too late. Uh, <laughs> too late. He's already conceded. <laughs> Love you, Ted. You're probably not listening anyway. That's already on drugs. <laughs> he won't remember in the morning. <laughs> He's either on drugs or drinking or both. Um <laughs> Uh, and I had a lot of people say, what's with the shape of Texas on your forehead? So, I mean, people, it's a good conversation starter. And then I also overheard a lot of people saying, oh, right, it's Ash Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so cool. I've, I, Oh, that's right. Yesterday was Mardi Gras. So today is Ash Wednesday. But, I mean, I don't want to get into why secular people associate Ash Wednesday with Mardi Gras. I realize Mardi Gras is a celebration. But it's over-secularized. You know what? That's a yeah. completely different tangent. I don't want to get into that right now. Um, but, you know, it was a good conversation starter. Um, 
and I record all my lectures and my professor, <laughs> one of my professors was teaching and gave us like an example for us to work on our own. He walked up to my little recorder. He's like, and also with you, like whisper, whispers into that. <laughs> and I almost said it to him like out loud. I didn't want to, cause I didn't want to seem like that guy, but really jokes on him. Cause it hasn't been that way for five years. Huh. Six years. <laughs> All right, great. So, <laughs> so what's your opinion on it? On the flip side, the other side of the argument, um, it's more so against the the trend of the hashtag hashtag selfies because I I completely agree with everything that Josh has said that you know we should not be ashamed of of uh, we should not be ashamed of wearing our ashes in public and have people ask us about them we should in fact it's an outward sign of us being sinners and repenting and self-examination everything like that however just like mardi gras was secularized and twisted into something different the problem that at least i've been seeing with the hashtag hashtag is it's been it's a trend now it seems to me that more people are going are participating in Ash Wednesday so they can get their ashes and post their selfies. We pray in the Our Father, lead us not into temptation, and we are always to avoid the nearest occasion of sin. Now, when you take a selfie and you post it so others may see, you have to be very careful with the intentions that you are posting uh, that selfie with your ashes with. You have to... Also, keep in mind, what are the effects that this hashtag hashtag is, is, is having on the this solemnity? Because remember, Ash Wednesday is a solemnity. Wearing ashes on your forehead is accepting that you are nothing. And yet, when you take a selfie and post it so people can look at you, it's sort of an oxymoron. Because you're saying, no, I am something, but then... The ashes symbolize that I am nothing, and like I said, a lot of people, we had a packed church in in my parish. We could barely sit people, and we had to bring bring in chairs from, from the hall so that people could sit in the back of the church. However, my the pastor at my, at my parish, Father Gary, uh, he warned about the dangers of the of, of taking a selfie with with the ashes uh, and he pretty much said what I said it's it takes away from the true meaning of Ash Wednesday if your selfie with your ashes does not take the tension away from you and puts attention on the fact that Ash Wednesday is a time to look at ourselves realize that we're mortal realize that earthly things don't matter then it's good but if you're posting a selfie and it just defeats the whole purpose of Ash Wednesday, the whole purpose of, yeah, you know what, earthly things don't matter because we're going to end up being Ash. Well, guess what? Selfies are earthly things. Is a selfie going to help you get into heaven? Probably not. I don't think St. Peter is going to be at the pearly gate saying, so, how many cool selfies did you take? Did you participate in hashtag hashtag? <laughs> All right, get in here, get in here. No, 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 no. We as Catholics are above earthly things. So while I agree that you have, you are to be proud of your faith, 
you must also, your attitudes must also reflect the solemnity that Ash Wednesday is. It's not a feast. It's a time of mourning, actually mourning for, for us being sinful, for the sin of Adam, for us dying. I mean, we, there was not death until Adam, Adam and Eve sinned. And then after that, there was death. Ash Wednesday is your reminder that, yep, we screwed up. And you're going to die. And we are going to die. <laughs> That's right. So, we... <laughs> I really like that point you brought up about um, how we're basically turning it into vanity, uh, Ashes. And it would be naive for us to completely ignore that there's a lot more people that show up for Ash Wednesday than really any other day. Mm-hmm. Like almost as bad as Christmas or Easter, you know, Ash Wednesday, because they all want those ashes for, you know, the photo op. Um, and I, I want to come back to the secularized view of it, but I, I want to talk about one thing first. And so at our church, we had communion and then they did the blessing and distribution of ashes. Well, after the ash distribution, everyone left, except there's one slight problem. The priest never said, go in peace. Mm-hmm. So here, everyone is leaving. There's like 10 people left, myself included, uh, left, not leaving. There's 10 people left because I'm like, where's the final blessing? Like, this is basically like leaving right after communion. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the equivalent of it. And <laughs> it's so funny because Father was about to walk off the altar. And then uh, the deacon, our new deacon, was like, Father, um, you never said Mass has ended. He's like, oh, crap. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, um, you guys, I guess we should finish Mass since you guys are still here. <laughs> and he's like, the Lord be with you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> So it's so funny because Father almost forgot to formally close the mass. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up because it's yeah, kind of funny. The ashes don't dismiss you. Father does. And I mean, so. a lot of parishes distribute them at, like after the homily, but mm-hmm. yeah, the ashes. I mean, it forces you to go to mass in order to receive ashes, but still, you left after communion. Yeah, and. And to add to that, um, if you leave, if you don't, if you go to mass and you don't stay until you are dismissed by the priest, it's just as bad as not going to mass while you're more than capable of doing it. It's as bad as just oh, yeah. taking the Eucharist and then just leaving after that and not waiting to be dismissed by the authority present in persona Christi, in the person of Christ. So, uh, I want to read, to, and I can't emphasize this more. If your selfie brings attention to the true meaning of Ash Wednesday and does not help in, in making it a trend and making it just something, a cool fad for people to, to use a hashtag for, for, for other people to see, I know it sounds <laughs> harsh, but... If you detract, if you take attention away from the true meaning of Ash Wednesday with your selfie, because you you had to have people look at you with the ashes on your forehead, uh, then, then, then I'm sorry, but you're part of the problem. And we as Catholics 
should really keep in mind the words of Ash Wednesday year-round. We are nothing but dust. We are nothing but instruments. Because without God, we, we really are empty flesh and bone shells. Right. We're just a, a series of chemical reactions that have mysteriously formed something that lives and breathes. We are... I don't know. We'd pretty much be pathetic carbon-based life forms without God, because God gives us a purpose. God gives us a purpose, and we have to acknowledge that we are his instruments. I mean, St. Francis, make me a channel of your peace. Um, We we have to strive to be that. And I I like to say this to – I I like to make this analogy that – not to go too much off tangent, but since this is a time of – of being more humble and recognizing our own mortality. When you go to a concert, do you go to do you go for the instrument or do you go for the musician? When you get get backstage passes so you can get an autograph, do you want an autograph from the guitar or do you want an autograph from the musician playing the guitar? Do you want to just see a guitar on stage just looking pretty? Or do you want a master of guitar to sit and play it for you? It's the same with us. We are the guitar. We are the trumpet. We are the instrument. God's the musician. And we have to keep that in mind always. I think I know the term the great equalizer is used for something else. But Ash Wednesday really is the great equalizer. Because guess what? It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter if you're uh, clergy. Uh, if th- it doesn't matter if you are a very sinful person or a very righteous person. We are all going to end up as dust. All of us are going to end up in the ground, buried, dead. And all our earthly things will not matter anymore. What will matter is what we did with what was given to us. If we used them for the glory of God, if we were instruments of God, or if we just wanted to be a pretty guitar to be looked at without the master musician bringing out the best of us. Definitely. And you mentioned <laughs> that without God, we're just a just like a pathetic life form. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, who knows? There may be a pathetic life form on one of NASA's seven new planets that they just found. (laughs) (laughs) Just pathetic, pathetic life form without Jesus, without God, you know. Who knows? Um, Because I certainly don't. Mm -hmm. But I, I mentioned this and I wanted to go back to it. How secularizing Ash Wednesday, you know, with the whole selfie thing. And there's really been... A political agenda to it. So, Ash Wednesday is no longer just for Catholics, but the way the Catholics do it, um, if in case you didn't know, is you take the Palm Sundays or the palms from palm branches from the year before, Palm Sunday before, and you burn it, mix it with holy water, and you got mud on your forehead. Uh, it's not dirt; it's mud because there's water. The more you know. And a lot of Protestant churches have decided to take take it up, but I don't think they burn them. Um, mm-hmm. 
Some of them might, but a lot of them don't. Well, there's also some companies out there with a political agenda that with this whole, you know, gender equality, um, we want, you know, whatever you identify with, don't, I'm not even going to, I'm not going there. Um, Because I'll never stop. (laughs) Um, And then also this LGBTQ plus A uh, whatever the crap those extra five letters stand for, like what happened to LGBT or LGBTQ? Now there's LGBTQ plus A, whatever A is, they're arbitrary or whatever. Um, they have an agenda out, and I don't know if you've seen this, but there's rainbow ashes, like glitter ashes, <laughs> as so that you can show the world, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm dust, even though it's not really dust. It's freaking glitter. It's like a Barbie or like a My Little Pony doll threw up all over you. It's <laughs> unicorn up, puke. Up. It's it's unicorn puke on your forehead. A unicorn, a unicorn threw up on your forehead, and it looks like a cross. Um, so it's saying, hey, look at me. I'm a sinner, but I have a cross, so I'm obviously a Christian, but it's glittery, so I'm gay. Now, if you're gay... I mean, I'm not here to judge you if you're living the way that you're supposed to. I couldn't care less. I know gay people. I'm related to gay people. You you just got to love them uh, and accept them for who they are. So, I mean, you're called to live the same life that priests and all of us are. Live celibate, chaste lives. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can be chaste and be in a marriage. Chaste does not mean always abstaining from sex. I mean, that's completely off topic. But... You know, if you do have homosexual attractions, you're called to stay single and just live a life for God. There's um, plenty of outreach programs. Check with your local diocese or your parish as to what what you can do. But glitter, really? Do you really have to make it into a political statement? Like, it's bad enough that we, we as Christians catch flack for, you know, our policies because we're pro-immigration. We're anti-abortion. We don't lie on a specific political party mm-hmm. because we disagree with the Republicans. We disagree with the Democrats. And now it seems like even – I'm going to use air quotes here – quote-unquote Christians are trying to politicize, politicize it and infiltrate us with sparkly, glittered doodads from My Little Pony. Yeah, that's that's almost. Um, could that be considered sacrilege? I think it is. I mean, I personally find that extremely offensive. Yes, it. I think it's great if you want to show your faith, um, and if you want to be open about your sexuality. I don't care. Do do not try to combine them in that way. It's like it's it's I almost. It's, of, I think it's almost like if you are a. Uh, a, path, a pathological liar, and you identify yourself as a liar. You identify yourself with the sin, and uh, let's say, let's hypothetical, um, the color uh, yellow is associated with liars. Let's just assume that, or let's just in this hypothetical, just bear with me, um, and and so you decide. All right, Ash Wednesday. Since I identify as a 
as a liar and people should accept me for being a liar and I will continue living this liar lifestyle, I'm gonna get my ashes on my forehead yellow so people can know that I'm a Christian but I'm also a pathological liar and there's nothing wrong with that. It's pretty much that and like I don't want to get too off topic either um, but we can have a whole episode on this. Uh, <laughs> I think the biggest problem today is that people identify with their sin. Uh, people are normalizing their sin and they're saying, oh, it's just a part of who I am. Oh, it's just me. It's just me. It's not, they don't see it as a cross to bear with a special calling. Cause really, if you have same sex attraction, you have a special calling from God to have more restraint on a lot of things, which can in turn help you grow closer to God. You know, if someone, uh, and that can be applied with any sin, if someone uh, has a natural tendency to be promiscuous, that person has a special calling from God to, to have more self-control, to have more restraint and to focus more on God to make sure that this person does not fall to the nearest occasion of sin. So these crosses we bear, yes, they're tough, but like with um, like with Lent, fasting, it's tough. Giving up something for, for Lent, it's tough. But we are suffering with Christ. We are bear carrying our own crosses. We are acknowledging our own concupiscence and, and sinful nature. And we try to use that to just grow closer to God. Christ said it himself, take up your cross. Follow me. And that that's what we should do. That's what, what uh, Glitter Ash people should do instead of... Uh, doing that blasphemous act of of taking something that's symbolic of repentance and humility and self-reflection and using it the using it as a form of pride uh which can in a way tie back to the hashtag hashtag you're making it about you you're not making it about god and the true meaning of Ash Wednesday. You know, that can also be applied to Christmas. That can be applied to Easter. That can be applied to, to many other... St. Patrick's Day, when people go out and get drunk. Um, you're, you're taking something Catholic. You're making it a trend. And make, making it a trend is the start of secularizing it. And we already see it with, with people even bringing up the glitter ashes. It's not in the Bible. Remember, you are glitter, and to glitter you shall return fabulously. No. <laughs> Ashes. Remember, you are sparkly. You are sparkles. <laughs> sparkles. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, you brought up a great analogy with the whole yellow thing uh, and being a pathological liar. Um, and one of the things that made me think of is, you know, what's next? Are they going to start making, like, and I'm going to take Catholicism out of this, mm-hmm. um, just as a disclaimer for the listeners. And Are please re- start... read our disclaimer. Read our disclaimer. Yes, yes, read our disclaimer. Please, for the love of God and all things holy, read the disclaimer. 
next thing you know, they're going to be coming out with like rainbow communion wafers that Methodists or Lutherans or some other Protestant denomination are going to start using as a political statement. Like if a company legitimately, legitimately sat down in a board meeting and thought, oh, this crap is going to sell. Well, I didn't actually see anyone with glitter on their forehead. Um, but, you know, if they're thinking that, they could be thinking, oh, Mass is celebrated every single day in churches around the country? We could be making a fortune. I mean, it's, what is it, like Angel's food cake mixed in with <laughs> the communion wafer? So, I mean, what's next? Like, how low can society really go before Jesus comes back? Like, I know the whole hundred years of Fatima thing, and I'm just praying to God it ends in 2017. Mm-hmm. Like, if I die before I graduate, I will be happy because I know that right now I'm, I'm where God wants me to be. I have a clean conscience. I have a clean soul. Went to confession on Saturday. You know what? Or Thursday? <laughs> Either way, it was recent. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know I'm going to be fine, but... A lot of people can't say the same thing. So I'm just praying, like, if Jesus is going to come back and or, like, the rumors of Fatima are true, please make it end now. Yes. I mean, it's, it sounds morbid, but please, for the love of all things <laughs> holy, let me go. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you're right. You know, with everything that's been going on, how... It's it's like limbo. How low can you go? How low can we go before Jesus comes back? Um, and oh, uh, it's like that uh, that gospel reading from uh, it's it was recent within the last few months. It was like um, I forgot what was happening, but Jesus said, "When I come back, will there be any faith?" (laughs) Yeah. Hashtag no, probably not. And and you know, in the Bible says you don't know the day or the hour. So you yeah. you always have to be ready. And one thing that I absolutely love that my parish is doing this Lent is having confession before, because uh, we have Stations of the Cross every single Friday. And we have this thing called soup and bread where the parishioners gather uh, and we eat clearly meatless soup. And uh, and bread, we uh, like the name suggests. We eat soup and bread, and during that time, uh, the pastor Father Gary he has announced that we're going to have confession every single Friday during soup and bread before Stations of the Cross. So I'm sitting there like, oh, that's awesome because I usually just go to confession once a month during First Friday. Because that's when I can bother Father Gary to give me confession between adoration and First Friday Mass. But now, it's a constant. And confession is... You know, if only the confession lines were as long as the communion lines. For real. That would be amazing. Because, I mean, if you haven't gone to confession in a while, and I'm saying like months, maybe years... Uh, it's like during one of the homilies at my parish, uh, the priest, Father Art, um, he said, 
How many of you are walking corpses? Ask yourself, am I, for the married couples, am I sleeping next to a corpse? <laughs> am I kissing a corpse? Am I hugging a corpse? Because really, if we're spiritually dead, we are dead. We are just empty shells of human beings. We are, if we are in a state of mortal sin, we are cut off from God. And the only way is through the merciful sacrament of reconciliation. But, and I think this is the root of a lot of, of, of many other problems that we have today. Arrogance is such a plague. Humility is such a rarity. People are too arrogant to go to, or, or too busy or too full of themselves to go to confession. When there are so many priests who are just one phone call away to schedule uh, a confession. And note, you can only do confession in person. You can't do it in Skype. You can't do it in, uh, through the phone. Um, but you can schedule confession. Uh, in, in a lot of church bulletins, they say confessions are these days or by appointment. I literally have had confession in a hallway once because I was I wanted to receive the Eucharist so bad. I was like, Father, can you please give me confession? I want to receive the Eucharist. And he gave me confession then and there. And it was great. And speaking of, of, of Fridays, because it's, it's Lent, not to go too much of an att- Well, it's not really a tangent because we're still talking about Lent. But Lent is an extremely special season for me, especially me, because... I have a devotion to the Passion of Our Lord, and I wear the red scapular of the Passion. And Stations of the Cross are one of my most favorite devotions and and uh, and meditations and prayers, forms of prayers to 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 partake in. And Stations of the Cross, being a part of that, it. It grants you this thing called a plenary indulgence. And not, again, not to go off too, too big of a tangent, but a plenary indulgence, uh, or when we sin, we have the guilt of sin, which is removed during confession. And, but we also have this thing called temporal punishment. You know, no sin can go unpunished. Well, we have plenary indulgences and different ways we can earn plenary indulgences so we are spared from that temporal punishment and you can use it either that way or you can say uh, offer up a plenary indulgence for someone in purgatory so that they go to heaven quickly and and that in and of itself grants you a partial indulgence and I highly highly recommend just uh, researching how to use plenary indulgences because they're great. They're a mercy from God. They help us grow in sanctity and, and, and help us, just like confession, help us in our journey to reach heaven. So if, if uh, your church, your parish does uh, Stations of the Cross every Friday, I highly recommend you go because it only benefits you. Especially during this time of Lent. Right. Uh, unfortunately, I don't go as often as I should. But, 
times I have gone, it's definitely been memorable. Like, especially a living stations. Yes. Uh, where they acted out. You know, that was my favorite part of Lent during youth group was acting it out because I was always Jesus. <laughs> so, and I, and I did a lot of acting when I was in elementary school and high school. Um, so I, I loved like acting the part mm-hmm. because what I would try to do. And I, I guess I was really just doing Ignatian spiritual exercises without even thinking about it mm-hmm. as, as I'm acting, I would try to think, you know, what would Jesus be feeling right now? I mean, obviously I'm not getting nailed through the wrist, but, you know, as, you know, you have to act it out. So I'm trying to see, you know, how would that feel? What would his facial expression be? Can I picture myself in his theoretical shoes, mm-hmm. hypothetical shoes? Um, like, can I imagine it being myself up on that cross, you know, whose legs they decided to break mm-hmm. and die slowly of asphyxiation? Like, can I picture uh, myself up there? You know, how how painful would it be? What's he feeling? What's he thinking? Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, even in high school, I was doing Ignatian spiritual exercises. But that was always my favorite part, was just getting to act it out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a, a quintessential part of, of parish youth groups, the living stations of the cross. Uh, I never got around to being Jesus because I think I quit my youth group uh, before I got the chance. But I was always a Roman soldier. And I don't think I could apply that too much in Ignatian contemplation because <laughs> I, 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 I was the bad guy. I nailed Jesus to the cross. I mean, I was just following orders, but still, I was the bad guy of of the of the of the play. But now, now that now that the tables have turned and I'm the youth minister, uh, I get to uh, I get to enjoy now with my youth group practicing the living stations of the cross. Uh, and this is my second year directing it with my uh, co youth leaders, and. Just please prayers for us, <laughs> uh, because we we have a new Jesus and we have to teach him how to fall and without getting hurt, <laughs> and we have to teach the soldiers how to whip without actually hitting the guy. Because I, I think yeah, we are using um, these plastic whips, but they have the the ends are a little bit sharp. So if you hit it wrong, you 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 might cut the kid up. Uh, oh, you guys have a much more cautious youth group than what I did, because when I fell, like I didn't care if I got hurt. Um, like my youth group was like hardcore. We, I remember going on a retreat one time when we were in, in Memphis, and we were playing a game of basketball. A guy did a slam dunk, and then out of excitement, like in celebration, he punched a wall. And dislocated his wrist. No. (laughs) Like, my youth group is hardcore. uh, Or at least it was when I was in it. So, like, as Jesus, if I fell, I'm like, that's only adding to the part. Mm -hmm. And when they had the whips and, like, they had these wooden swords that were, they were sturdy. (laughs) Like, those swords were not going to break. I was like, guys, don't worry about hurting me because that's only going to add to it. Mm -hmm. So... 
I mean, that's only going to add to the authenticity. So, like, guys, don't worry. <laughs> well, what I like, what I like in the previous youth group when I was a youth member uh, was uh, we used foam whips. So you could hit the guy playing Jesus, it would not hurt, and it'd be super loud, but it would not hurt the guy. So I've been trying to get FOMAs for my youth group, but I have to buy an Indiana Jones outfit for that, and uh, I don't got money for that. Um, <laughs> but so, so we use like these plastic uh, whips that, that still make a lot of noise, um, but we don't really want to hurt the kids. Uh, and the cross is huge. Like the the I think yeah, the cross is pretty big. We built a new one last year thanks to my uh my co youth minister and, and good friend of mine and, and pretty much my mentor, Craig. Um he built a gigantic cross, but it's hollow so it's not that heavy. Uh so we kinda have to teach the kids to fall and make sure that one, they don't get hurt because we got parents on our backs. And two, that the cross does not fall into the audience. Because we walk, <laughs> we walk down the aisle of the church, and we don't want that cross to go and hit the little old lady just trying to take a picture. It's, uh, it's that old lady's version of Ignatian spirituality. She's definitely going to feel the pain. <laughs> what would Jesus feel? Boom. Oh, that. Why do I have a migraine? I didn't drink that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, um, yes, please uh, keep if whatever you gave up for Lent, keep at it. Uh, we know it's tough. We know some. you just can't wait till midnight. It's already midnight for me, so I can eat meat. Um, we know you can't wait for midnight. Lucky. Till um till you 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 can finally like, yeah I can eat whatever I want and you, we know you can't wait till Sunday when you can you can break that um that giving up on something because technically Sundays are not part of Lent it's a day that is bull crap. That I know is it's bull not crap. I I'm I'm choosing to to continue it through Sunday because that, that that's just a cheat sheet. If you're giving up something so you can get less attached to it and more attached to Jesus, you, you should continue it. We should continue yeah, throughout the entirety of it. You know, you you got you got you got to just go in there and they is vaulted. Um, <laughs> but yes, we know it's tough, but I, I can't stress this enough. All of us fasting and taking this Lent time seriously. We are very vulnerable, but the only thing and the greatest thing you can do for yourselves and for each other is pray. Pray for each other. Uh, pray for yourself. Like I said, the, the, the St. Michael the Archangel prayer, at least for me, it, it's a great refocus prayer. And it's a great word off any temptation prayer. But prayer, 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 pray, pray, pray. You get those temptations redirected to God. Offer it up. And yeah, that's the. Those are my closing remarks. Anything you want to say before we end the show? Uh, yeah, just prayer, fasting, almsgiving. You know, the three things that Lent's really all about. And I realize it's the third day of Lent. I don't know what it is by the time people actually listen. Lent's probably going to be over by the time we get our first listener. But <laughs> Um, you know, if you don't know what you're doing yet, then, you know, go to daily mass, 
you know? Um, I know my church is offering daily mass twice, 7 a.m. and then 5.30 p.m. I'm not going to change my sleep schedule to go to 5.30 p.m., so I'm just going to continue waking up at 4.30 every morning. Why? Because I hate my life. Uh, it's so... self-mortification. He is growing closer to God. <laughs> waking up at 4.30 in the morning is making me a saint. <laughs> I just wish I acted more like a saint. Anyway, um, I think that's about all I've got. So just stay tuned. Uh, see how our Lenten exercises are going. Uh, yeah, keep it, us in prayers. We'll be praying for you. So most definitely. And uh, please, if you could uh, on iTunes, grade us and 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 um, tell us what you think of the podcast. That would greatly be appreciated. And I, I heard oh. this, I heard this from uh, Mark Hart, uh, not Mark Hart. Uh, Matt Fred. I always get the two names mixed up. I know they're very different people, but I heard this from Matt Fred on his Pints with Aquinas podcast um, that the more you rate, the more activity there is on the on the listener feedback, then the more people will reach this podcast. So if you think this podcast is worth reaching the ears of others, uh, share our 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 iTunes uh, page, share our SoundCloud, give us a rating, and um, yes, give us any sort of feedback. What were you going to say? And if, it, and if you don't think it's worth sharing, you know, share it anyway. It'll make you humble. Yes. Um, I, <laughs> I do want to, due to our, or as from our generous official sponsor, Rosaries R Us, that is Rosaries, R-O-S-A-R-I-E-S, the letter R, and then us on Etsy. It's all one word. Uh, due to our generous a generous donation from our sponsors, everyone that leaves a review uh, by Easter will be entered for a drawing for like a keychain or you know one of those rearview mirror rosaries. So, um, if that's not incentive, I don't know what is. So leave us a rating and a review, <laughs> and who knows, you may win a little gift basket. Yep, exactly. So uh, thanks again, all of you, for listening. I got it right this time. Thank you all for listening. And uh, God bless. And, and not, watching. Uh, not watching. Not watching. Not watching this time. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. And stay strong throughout this whole entire lens. Can't stress that enough. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Right, peace out. God peace. bless.